instead of asking customers, do you have a home-based business? Instead, we say to phrase this as, do you have a hobby that earns income? Because exactly like you were saying, a lot Mm. of people who have home-based businesses won't see why they need insurance coverage. So a lot of times if you ask them, do you have a, a hobby that earns income? If they do, that's a business. You know, you may not think you have a home-based business that needs insurance coverage, but if you're making money, you have a business and you need proper coverage in place. Brought to you by Union General Insurance. I am your host, Ben Bailey, and welcome to the Curiosity Podcast, where curiosity runs on high. Thank you to our guests ahead of time and to you as our listeners, because with both, we can feed our curiosity together. In this podcast, we invite experts along various walks of life to explore topics that we as outsiders just don't understand. Now, insurance will be a part of our conversations, just like it's part of almost everything we do in our lives. But what we want to do is bring new insights into the ins and outs of each area of expertise with hopes of growing your knowledge of their world as they see it. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. All right, my guest today is a travel underwriter for one of the most exciting small business insurance companies that I've had the pleasure of working with, United States Liability Insurance, USLI, part of the Berkshire Hathaway family of businesses. Her name is Lisa Spitko. Lisa is joining me today from Philadelphia to talk about a special type of small business that are exponentially on the rise in the U.S. In fact, I would be shocked if any of you listening haven't done business with or been around this type of business before. You may even be running one or not even realize it. Lisa, how are you today? Hello, Ben. I'm great. How are you? Doing all right today. How are you uh, in general? I think that's a better question considering day to day, it's a little different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, You know what, I'm actually doing well. So I am based out of Pennsylvania. So I know I'm far away from you. But um, things are still pretty much on lockdown here. I'm right outside of Philly. Um, But I mean, it's weird, like the restaurants still aren't fully up and running stores aren't still fully up and running. Um, So it is definitely strange. It's been certainly an adjustment working from home and, um, you know, just getting used to that new normal. But I'm actually doing great. I mean, I'm really enjoying the time at home and trying to make the most of it. Yeah, Yeah. good to hear. I know every state's a little bit different with how it's been Mm -hmm. handled and all of it is is new and surprising. And and it's hard not to fall into... uh, a thought process of why doesn't anyone have this figured out how to deal with this but keep thinking that you know this is kind of the first time we've all really had to deal with this but yeah our state started to open up um at one time too uh, you know out in california Mm -hmm. and yeah the restaurants and everything started to open up and then you know just kidding (laughs) close that thing back down so yeah it's it's been uh, quite a roller coaster but in the midst of all this um I think I owe you a congratulations. Yes, right? thank you. Yeah, I just got <laughs> engaged back in June. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been something positive that's come out of this quarantine and this crazy summer. Um, so yeah, we got engaged and it's definitely a good time to be wedding planning now. You know, more time at home, a little bit more free time. So yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um I work with a girl who who is also um, I think just met with a wedding planner the other day too, and 
she's kind of going through the same process okay. as well. So yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to deal with all of that stuff. Yeah. How, um, how is the wedding process going to go? Is it, is it a distant one or is it one coming up soon? So or? We actually picked a date of next summer. So we're getting married July 4th of 2021. Um, and as of right now, I mean, everyone has been very hopeful that things will be back to normal by then. So, I mean, we're not planning on having a socially distanced wedding, but obviously things may change. We're just going to kind of wait it out and see see what happens by next summer. But I will say it's a crazy time to be planning a wedding because so many weddings from this summer got canceled and or not canceled, but rescheduled for next summer. So there's double the weddings being planned for next summer. Like everyone who was supposed to get married in 2020 is now pushing it back to 2021. So, I mean, as someone who is newly engaged and trying to find vendors and, and try to find um, the venue for next summer, it's actually been a challenge. Um, a lot of vendors are already booked or they're so busy rescheduling all their weddings. So it's definitely a crazy time. Yeah, you would think that scheduling that far out, yeah. you'd have no problem getting a date. But considering what you're dealing with, that does make a lot of yeah, sense, it's I suppose. Crazy. And even into 2022. So I'm a part of a few different like Facebook groups of just brides that are planning their wedding. And even people mm-hmm. who are planning on getting married in 2022 are saying they're already trying to get things scheduled just because of all the cancellations and things moving around. You know, it's better to be safe than sorry and have to scramble at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're probably going to go into a phase of dealing with a lot of home-based businesses for the vendors you're using. Exactly. Um, personally. And uh, before we get into some of the most common ones uh, that you're going to be dealing with, um, can you explain exactly what it is a home-based business is for anybody that's never heard that term before? Of course, yeah. So home-based business, I mean, it's an insurance product that we have here at USLI, but it's really designed for anyone who has a business out of their home. So it doesn't necessarily have to be someone with a physical home office, but it's really anyone who has a business that does not have a storefront location. So it could be someone who's selling products out of their home, but it also is anyone who sells products at craft fairs, trade shows, anyone who works at different venues throughout the year. So, I mean, a typical example would be a photographer or a DJ. If you think about someone like a photographer, typically they don't have a storefront location, but they're going out and working their business uh, by going to different venues and different events throughout the year. That's exactly the type of person we look for under this home-based business product. Um, so yes, anyone who has a business based out of their home. But traditionally, these people are uh, running it out of their home in your experience, Exactly, right? yeah. Um, and if you think of someone like a direct sales consultant, so that's something that we talk about and see all the time is there are thousands of different direct seller companies. So, I mean, typical ones would be Avon, Mary Kay, Tupperware, Rodan and Fields. Anyone who is a direct sales consultant would also be considered to have a home-based business. So they're not necessarily always selling from their physical home. Sometimes they're going out and working at friends' houses and and selling their product via like a pop-up party. Sometimes they're selling their products online. Um, But as long as they don't have a permanent office or storefront location, then they're absolutely eligible for the coverage. Okay, that makes sense. So pyramid schemes need insurance too, right? Exactly, (laughs) they do, yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of those um, direct sales consultants, you could call pyramid schemes. I think that's like frowned upon in that business. I don't think a lot of people like to say <laughs> that they have pyramid schemes. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, any of those people who are direct sales consultants or have, even if they do have people who work under them, they're still absolutely eligible and they definitely do need insurance coverage. Um, I think yeah. a lot of the rebuttals we get for the pyramid schemes and direct sales consultants is that they're not like making the inventory themselves or they're not um, keeping a lot of inventory at their house at one time. However, there's still a lot that can go wrong with your business. I mean, we can get into the coverages that are included in the home-based business product, but even if you are a direct sales consultant, there is a lot that can go wrong in your business. Um, I mean, even something as simple as just a slip and fall, you know, someone were to come over to your house to pick up a product that they purchased from you. If they slip and fall in your driveway, there's not going to be homeowners coverage or coverage under your homeowners policy. If they're at your house for the purpose of picking up your products and for the purpose of your business, um, so even liability coverage, I mean, there's, there's so many different coverages, but even if you, you are just a direct sales consultant, it's still definitely important to have the proper insurance coverage in place. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions. Um, maybe you'll agree that people think that they're running it out of their home. Mm-hmm. They have homeowners insurance. Um, they're fine. They're covered, exactly. you know, cause it's not a real business. It's not a storefront business. So, you know, it just falls under mm-hmm. their homeowners. Yeah. I mean, and there are some homeowners policies that will extend coverage to businesses. However, if your coverage is extended from your homeowners policy, it's only going to give you coverage when you're physically at your primary residence, the home-based business insurance product that we offer at USLI is designed to follow you whenever you're working the course of your business. So for someone like a photographer or a direct sales consultant, most of the time they're not physically in their primary residence when they're working their business. It's going to be, you know, if they're selling at a friend's house, if they're working at a craft fair, our policy will follow them whenever they are working the course of their business. Um, So it really just is a coverage that is more tailored to people with home-based businesses um, and really the coverages that they would need. When do you think like a business will cross that threshold of, hey, this is just a home-based business to this needs a bigger, more robust policy, like a real commercial package type policy that you might think of? at a storefront, does that ever happen? Or do they have to get a storefront to really cross that threshold? No, I mean, there certainly is, I think, a threshold there. But with that being said, I think it's also kind of a a common misconception that a home-based business, you know, isn't designed for people who have those larger businesses. If you think of a typical commercial BOP policy, the premium is going to be $5,000, $6,000, $7,000, because it's going to take into account foot traffic and, um, you know, it's more of that storefront location, the home-based business policy that we created is still designed to cover those same types of businesses. Um, It's just going to be not taking into account the foot traffic. You know, it's more of the coverages that they would need. 
Well, yeah, it's just when when do they uh, when do they cross the uh, threshold of you know a smaller home based business maybe to like requiring a a, a bigger commercial policy okay. like what maybe what are the factors that come into play that could cause that shift or or does that shift not even happen? Right. So I mean, there is a shift. So under the home based business policy. We do allow for anyone who has annual receipts up to a half a million dollars. So even if they do have a home-based business where they become a little bit more successful, you know, even if it is their full-time career, as long as they make a half a million dollars, so 500000 or less, they will still qualify for this home-based business product. If they make more than 500000 that's where we would need to go to a, a typical commercial BOP that takes into account a little bit more of um, the larger exposures. But under the home-based business, we can still have that 500,000 threshold. And we also do allow for up to 100,000 of business personal property coverage. So as long as they have under $100,000 of inventory, they still qualify for this home-based business product. So, I mean, we can still consider those larger types of home-based businesses. Really, the only time, aside from if they cross that dollar amount threshold, would be if they have a storefront location. Um, but as long as they have less than 100000 in inventory and they make less than 500000 a year, they will qualify for this home-based business product. Um, and I will say our home-based business product's annual average premium is only $300. So even if they are making, you know, up to a half a million dollars, they still qualify for this home-based business product that has such low annual premiums um, of potentially around $300 a year. Yeah, which I mean, I mean, for people to be interested in entertaining, like buying an insurance policy for something that they probably don't think they need mm -hmm. it on, uh, you know, introducing that market has got to be you have to entice them with something that's low in premium i would exactly. imagine yeah. um, and, but then it's low in exposure yeah. as well as far as like you said the foot traffic really exactly. isn't there um, and to insurance agents a lot of times we will recommend instead instead of asking customers do you have a home-based business instead we say to phrase this as do you have a hobby that earns income because exactly like you were saying, a lot mm. of people who have home-based businesses won't see why they need insurance coverage. Um, so a lot of times, if you ask them, do you have a, a hobby that earns income? If they do, that's a business. You know, you may not think you have a home-based business that needs insurance coverage, but if you're making money, you have a business and you need proper coverage in place. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way to put that because... Who knows how they would respond to home-based business? That's kind of asking them uh, something about their taxes right. or something. They're probably going to kind of clam up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, over the last, I mean, it's been an interesting last six months, you know, five or six months um, with our current uh, change in climate to the business world. Everybody's been affected, mm -hmm. you know, small businesses, large businesses, everything in between. Uh, what have you noticed as far as like the submission flow, what you've been quoting and binding? Mm -hmm. Um, what have you noticed is like some of the biggest changes over the past, you know, five yeah. or six months? I will say there has been a large increase in the volume of this business. 
Um, I mean, it's always been a profitable product and a product that we write a lot of business for. But over the past few months, there are just so many more people starting businesses out of their home. You know, there was a lot of layoffs that happened. A lot of people, even if they are still working their normal job, they're stuck in their home and trying to think of ways to earn a little bit of extra income. So we've just been seeing a lot more of these businesses being started. Um, However, I will say there has been a shift in the type of businesses that we see. So historically, our top classes for the home-based business product have been photographers, DJs, and car detailers. Um, Over the past few months, oh, and wedding planners is another one that we write. Over the past few months, obviously, there aren't any of those big events that wedding planners are involved in. There's not as many events that need photographers and DJs. So we haven't seen as many of those types of businesses being started. But what we have seen is a shift into more of the home-based businesses that physically are in the home. So as an example, if you think of a at-home personal fitness trainer, we've been seeing a ton of fitness trainers who do their training remotely or they're starting up a fitness business and it's all physically out of their home. Um, And then also we're seeing a ton of people who just sell products online. So whether it is a craft item Um, Whether they're a jewelry maker, a seller of household decor items, household goods, even sellers of cleaning supplies, we've found that there's more people who are just in their home and kind of have the mindset of, all right, I'm in my home. What can I sell out of my home? So they're starting up Etsy shops. They're starting up um, pages to sell on eBay. They're starting to sell products on Amazon. Really anyone who sells products out of their home is eligible for this home-based business product. So it's definitely been a shift in the type of businesses we've seen, but there are just more home-based businesses in general. It's definitely been something that has been really relevant. Another thing that we've been seeing is the makers of face masks. That's a huge thing that we've been seeing. So uh, one of our eligible businesses that we've always written a lot of was anyone who has embroidery businesses. Um, If you're someone who does embroidering, typically you have a lot of machinery to help you with your embroidery business. So it's always been a class that we've seen a lot of. We we write a lot of embroidery businesses under this product. Um, But what we've found over the last few months is that a lot of people who have those embroidery businesses, instead of making clothing and scarves and accessories, Now we're seeing them start to make face masks, which is there's definitely a demand for. I mean, we have to wear face masks if you want to go to the store, if you want to go to the grocery store, restaurants. Um, So that's something we've been seeing a lot more of as well. And we definitely are okay with that type of exposure um, if they're making those products. Yeah, it's everybody's had to be very creative in how they uh, maintain their business, Mm -hmm. uh, keep it afloat, you know, if they're going to survive this or or even thrive in this. Uh, I remember reading about a pizza shop one time that, you know, they, they couldn't have anybody come into the restaurant anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and they discovered that their ovens happened to operate at, you know, at a temperature where they could mold uh, this, this plastic to create face masks. 
And so they completely shifted their whole business model to make these face masks oh, awesome. uh, for, for the industry. Yeah. And it was just like a really cool way of, uh, you know, way to spring into action and, and figure out what you can do with what you yeah. have and survive and, and actually thrive in that moment. And you know what, people are going to remember that in their, in their neighborhood uh, about what they Definitely. did and what they're doing. And who knows if they'll continue mm-hmm. that, but you know, when they open back up as a pizza business, people are going to go yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> like you, you have to see so many submissions. Um, and this may not be recent. It, it could be something you remember from a year or two ago, but like, what are some of the strangest home-based businesses that have come across your desk or somebody you, you work with desk? that uh you know both of that you can actually insure Mm -hmm. and some that are just are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) like no way (laughs) well we've i've definitely had a lot of those are you kidding me moments (laughs) it's so funny what you see when you when you're involved in this home-based business product i mean we have 140 different classes total that we write under this home-based business product so i mean as you can imagine the message that i always say is really any type of business we can consider. If you have a home-based business, send it in to me. I'll try to fit it under one of these 140 different classes. Um, But people really do that. I mean, there are some crazy businesses that we have come across. um, And obviously we can't write them all, but but people definitely get creative when it comes to these, these home-based businesses. Um, I will say, so I, as part of my territory, I do travel a lot to Texas. And I swear, people in Texas, I love them, but they have some crazy businesses down there. Um, One that I remember is, so I got a submission from one of my customers in Texas saying that they have a rescue out of their home. And I'm trying to dig a little deeper, like, what do you mean rescue? Are there animals involved? What kind of animal? Um, You know, give me more details. And so it turns out that this is based out of someone's primary residence, not even a storefront or anything. They started a rescue and they called it Predator World out of their primary home. And basically it was an alligator rescue where they have (laughs) alligators in their home and they were opening it up to their neighbors, to their community to come and pet the alligators and they were calling it. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, and they would sell it. They would go out on the street and try to sell tickets for people to come into their home to pet their alligators. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Like that's, do that. uh, that's amazing. But, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> so obviously we declined that one. And our customer really did not understand why that was something that we had to decline. So it definitely gave me a giggle. But but yeah, I mean, there's so many things like that, that that people just start up out of their home. And it's like, well, I don't think we can insure that. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of uh, that Netflix thing of Tiger oh, King. Yeah. Did you watch that? <laughs> yes. Oh, what a train wreck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, all the cool oh, cats? It's an interesting <laughs> world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. <laughs> um, but also, we got a lot of submissions. Because we're okay with anyone who sells their products online. So we'll get a lot of submissions for people who are selling guns online, people who are selling knives online. Obviously, that type of exposure isn't something that we are comfortable insuring. It has to be a product that kind of fits within one of our eligible classes. Um, But yeah, I mean, we, we see crazy stuff like that all the time. 
militia's got to uh, raise money somehow, yeah, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Another thing down in Texas that's a big thing is, I think they call it hog hunting. Have you ever heard of this where you go up in a little airplane and um, like shoot hogs from up on from up above in an airplane? I have heard somebody talk about that before. Yeah, yeah. we see that all the time. People are always sending in submissions for that, which I don't really. Isn't it a helicopter or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. I, we we won't do anything like that. <laughs> that seems safe. Yeah. I don't see what the exposure is really. Yeah. <laughs> Just strap you in. Yeah. So, I mean, anything that involves guns or alligator rescues, we're going to be out on. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Do people like that even go to get insurance? Honestly, I don't know. I have no idea. It's got to be like a Lloyd's London type program or something. So, there's some, obviously there's some good reason why you don't want to insure some of those things because of what could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as we call it in the insurance industry, claims. Um, or, you know, a loss or an accident in the real world is probably what they would uh, refer to it as. What are some of the, like, common losses that you see that are covered by the insurance that, you know, people can really relate to? And then adversely, like, what are some of the things that happen that are maybe they consider they would think would be covered on their policy, but mm-hmm. aren't? Or just some really obscure losses that happen that aren't covered? Sure. Yeah. So I will say the home-based business product is one of the products for those in the insurance industry, it is a product that has a really good loss ratio. Um, we don't have a ton of crazy claims on, on these types of businesses, but I will say the most common type of claim that we see is slip and fall, like the general liability claims. I think I mentioned this example earlier, but really anyone with a home-based business, even if you don't regularly have foot traffic, if someone comes into your home to pick up your product and, or pick up, you know, whatever it is that you are selling, if they slip and fall on your property, it's going to be a general liability claim that we would provide coverage for. We see a ton of those types of claims and, and things that you wouldn't even think of that would cause a slip and fall hazard. We see a lot under this product. So as an example, for those who sell at craft fairs or trade shows, If you're someone who sets up a booth at a craft fair or trade show, um, we have a ton of claims specific to slip and fall at those types of events. So if you have like a laptop cord set up at your booth, someone comes and slips and falls over your laptop cord. And then since it was your laptop cord, it's a claim on your policy. Um, Another liability claim we got was someone at a craft fair set up a booth, they were a jewelry maker, and they had their table out with their jewelry products, and they had a tent over top of their stand. Well, it was an outdoor venue, so a gust of wind came and blew their tent onto the vendor next door to them and damaged that person's inventory. Um, And that was the claim that we paid out for because they were liable for the products that got damaged when their tent blew over. Um, So things like that, really anyone who's selling at a craft fair really does need this insurance coverage. It's something that you may think like, oh, I'm just selling jewelry, but we see a ton of claims like that where it's slip and fall or, or, you know, something happens with your booth and you're held liable for it. So definitely we have a lot of claims like that. 
Um, we also have probably another, the second most common thing would be theft claims. Um, we do provide coverage for like inventory or business personal property, really any property that they would use for their business. And we have had a lot of theft claims. So whether it's theft of the business personal property in the home, or even we've had some claims where, you know, someone's going to an event, like they're going to a craft fair or trade show, and they have a, a travel trailer with their inventory. There was, if there's theft of anything in that travel trailer, or even the whole trailer themselves, um, that's something we would provide coverage for. I know one of the recent claims that I reviewed was exactly that situation. So someone was attending an event, they had a trailer with their inventory in it. And this sounds a little strange, but the person was in their car taking a nap. I guess it was like, you know, part of the event, maybe they got sleepy. They were um, in their car taking a nap. The trailer was attached to their car. And while they were in the car sleeping, someone unhooked the trailer and stole the trailer with all of their contents in it. So obviously that's like <laughs> something that you would never Hey, if they were selling pillows or like, uh, you know, sound deadening headphones or something, that would be a great marketing scheme. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and serving alcohol, which if you've ever been to these events, there's always alcohol being served. Uh, I've yeah. been to a few and there's always some type of wine or... You know, you got to loosen people up to be able to buy the product. <laughs> oh, yeah. How else are you going to sell all those spatulas exactly. and strange shaped exactly. tools? <laughs> um, so it was that exact situation. Wine was being served or some type of alcohol was being served. And there was a situation where someone left the party and got in a, a pretty bad accident on the way home. Um, and that was something that our insured was sued for, for host liquor liability. You know, it was their party that they were hosting. There was alcohol being served and this accident happened as a result. Um, so that's certainly something that if you're someone who is a direct sales consultant, I'm sure you never thought about that being something you could be liable for if there's alcohol being served just at a friend's house. Uh, but that is one of the claims that we've had and definitely something to think about. Yeah, it certainly is. I, the liquor liability aspect is something that's, I, I would say, commonly overlooked mm -hmm. uh, by most people on, on what your liability actually is if something were to happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Right. <laughs> you had mentioned this before that uh, a home-based business was uh, a product that you have at USLI. Mm -hmm. um, is this, a, is this a product that is at other insurance companies too, or is this unique to USLI? Do you know? You know, I, I want to say it's unique to USLI in that we don't have a lot of competitors. A lot of times when we're talking about the home-based business product, a lot of insurance agents didn't even know this was an option or didn't, didn't think about this being something that's so important. Um, but with that being said, I mean, there are some other carriers out there who do similar or offer similar products for anyone who does have a business out of their home. Um, but I will say in terms of coverages and the premium that we charged, it's really unmatched. Like there's no, there's no one who does it as well as USLI does it. Okay. Yeah, I know that we've tried to, uh, you know, we sell a lot of commercial insurance mm -hmm. and uh, whenever we come across a uh, an exposure where it might fit the home-based business product you know we always try to like 
send it in that direction just because of the, the savings. I mean, the coverage is basically the same. Right. And uh, but because of the lower exposure of the foot traffic and everything else, the, the premium savings is pretty astounding. Exactly. You know, they're going to save at least a couple hundred dollars, if not. Thousands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of these businesses like we'll write a lot of personal fitness trainers, as I was mentioning earlier. If you have a personal fitness trainer that you're looking for coverage for, I mean, you probably have hundreds of options. There's so many different products within the insurance industry that can cover someone like a personal fitness trainer or really anyone in the the fitness industry. But this is a product that we designed specifically for those types of businesses. It's not like just a typical commercial bop that's going to be very expensive. You know, it's really coverages that are tailored to them. It's low premiums. Um, so it's, it's definitely the best option, at least in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Maybe I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> you might yeah. be a little biased. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. This is your, uh, this is your yeah. stage. Uh, so for like, uh, do you offer the pr- products completed operations as well? We do, yeah. So I will say it's not on every single class. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we have about 140 different classes. There's about 130 of those that we include the products and completed operations on. Um, there's only about 10 where it, it's not automatically included. Like what about fitness instructors? I mean, do you ever have anybody come back and put in a, a, a claim for not the results that they were looking for because they just really like ice cream or something. (laughs) You know, we do give products and completed operations coverage under the fitness trainers class, but I've never seen a claim like that. Not that much. I wonder how that would play out. There's a accountability exclusion, I think. (laughs) Especially during Uh, quarantine, everyone's having like less time at the gym, more time sitting at home eating ice cream. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. Um, so let's, let's put you on that metaphorical elevator. So you have the elevator speech. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about USLI's home-based business product that you could, uh, that you would talk about very quickly and, uh, be able to sell it? Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I was saying this a little bit earlier, but it's really a product that is tailored specific to anyone who has a business out of their home that doesn't have a storefront location. So unlike a homeowner's policy, it is going to follow them whenever they're working the course of their business. You know, if they're working at a craft fair, trade show, another person's house, the coverage is going to follow them. And we give liability coverage. We give business personal property coverage, host liquor liability, E&O coverage in most cases, um, you know, loss of business income, so many coverages that we would give these individuals. And the average premium is $300. Um, you know, it's really a no brainer for these types of businesses. Anyone who has a hobby that earns income or earns money has a business. And there are so many things that could go wrong, you know, things happen. So it's definitely a policy that is or a coverage that's important to have cost-effective. So it really should be a no-brainer. That sounds great. And how do people access this? So this product can be quoted online. It can be quoted over the phone, or it can be quoted by sending in an application. Um, So really any way that you are comfortable submitting the business, it is something that's available um, through Union General and USLI. Thanks for that plug. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you being an underwriter and selling this product and being out in the world, well, when we were uh, allowed to be out in the world, that mm-hmm. is, uh, when you go to certain places to use their 
services. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever stop and think, like, is this place insured? <laughs> you know, do they have insurance? Do they have proper insurance? Do you ever ask? <laughs> you know what? I do this so often that it's embarrassing. <laughs> do you really ask? Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, it's funny because, so when I first started getting involved with this home-based business product, I know I was mentioning earlier about joining some, um, you know, Facebook mark or Facebook groups just to try to see what, you know, different crafters were saying and, and really get in this industry. And as part of that effort, I actually was attending a lot of crafters and trade shows where I was just going around talking to people who have these booths, asking them, Hey, do you have insurance coverage? Um, If they did, who do you have insurance coverage through? I was asking, you know, does this venue require you to have insurance coverage for working at this event? I mean, people thought I was a crazy lady. Like they're trying to sell me their products (laughs) and I'm trying to ask them about insurance coverage. Um, But (laughs) I feel like ever since then, I can't go to any event, any craft fair trade show without having these types of conversations. And it's funny now we were talking about Mm. now I'm planning my wedding. So obviously I'm dealing with a wedding planner. I'm trying to book a videographer, a photographer, a DJ, a florist. Every single one of those businesses are eligible for home-based business. So yeah, it's been something I bring up as as part of talking to these individuals, especially with you know, planning my wedding and trying to book these people, I want to make sure they have insurance coverage in place. But also, I'm trying to sell you a Salai's insurance product. So yeah, I have a hard time turning it off. For- <laughs> oh, <that> must be <laughs> brutal. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me ask you this then. Uh, if there was a giant billboard that you could put a message on, uh, that would, you know, a metaphorical billboard that you could reach millions and billions of people uh, to get your message mm-hmm. out. What would that message say? It doesn't have to be, you know, related to insurance or could be personal, whatever. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I think for insurance in general, it would be something simple, like things happen, be prepared. Um, you know, I think in terms of this home-based business product, that's, definitely what I've spent the most time doing is trying to get people to be aware that, you know, even if it is just a hobby that earns income, things do happen. I mean, we have a ton of like marketing materials with claims examples and, um, you know, I'm constantly letting people know why this insurance coverage is necessary. And like we were talking about earlier, a lot of people don't see the need for insurance coverage, especially for these, Um, you know, hobbies that they're doing out of their home. So I think that's really the message is that things happen. It's better to have peace of mind than, you know, your business that you make $10,000 a year than turning into a lawsuit where you're being sued for a million dollars. So I think to sum it up in one little phrase, it would be things happen, be prepared. Um, and maybe that does apply to my personal life as well. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you're pretty prepared. You sound like you're a prepared person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Would you oh. stop and look at that billboard? <laughs> Things happen. Well, I think if you drive by it enough, you're yeah. going to see it and it'll, it'll get planted in there somewhere. And you're like, oh, you know, I think I need to be yeah. prepared. <laughs> we would have to get a, a um, like catchy picture to go along with it. Something eye popping. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely need uh, neon lights and, and everything. Something to distract drivers so that they get into accidents. Yeah. But that's auto liability. It's not it has nothing to do with home-based yeah, business, right. so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Lisa, hey, thank you very much for your time. Um, 
uh, you know, we've gone over quite a bit today. We've been on, on this call for about 45 minutes. And uh, just so you know, you're part of the very first podcast of this um, awesome. Curiosity Podcast. What an honor. So, thank you for having me. Yeah. And congratulations again on your engagement. Oh, thank you so much. All right. All take right. care, Lisa. Take care. Thank you for joining this episode of the Curiosity Podcast and our never-ending pursuit to understand more. We hope that whenever you are presented with something that makes you stop and wonder, you'll have that courage needed to ask those questions, digging just a little bit deeper. Approach everything with that childlike wonder that causes you again and again to ask why or how. You'll be amazed how many answers and stories are dying to be told, and that everyone truly is an expert at something, even you. Check out our website at unioneneralinsurance.com for more resources intended to bring you value, both inside and out of the insurance world. Things ranging from communication tips or leadership lessons or how to get quick, simple quotes on all types of insurance. Until next time, stay curious, my friends, and never stop learning because everyone can be your teacher if you're looking for it.